Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today, I am so lucky to have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Kim Basler, and she is from, we'll talk a little bit more about her, but she's a food freedom and mindset coach. And we actually go back, I think it's about 18 years, almost was the first time that we met, 17 or 18 years. And then time in and out and went in different directions. And we've definitely crossed paths over the last few years. And I'm just watching her journey has been so, so incredible to watch over the last few years and how she has changed and grown and what she is doing now. So I'm so grateful to have you on the call today. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So before we get started, I'd like to ask you some questions so people can get to know who you are a little bit more. Um, Where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm actually from Kitchener, Waterloo, born and raised and still living here. (laughs) And still living here. So you've been here your whole life. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Your favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote that you like to refer to? I don't have a favorite quote. I obviously love a lot of Brene Brown. We've talked about her many, many times. I love her work and I love how that shifts, but um, I I can't say I have a favorite one, but anything that's really about transformation and knowing that our journey can unfold and it can uh, take us in new directions that we never planned on having that happen. But I would say anything around that. Don't have a favorite one. There's too many good ones. (laughs) It is hard. There is actually way too many good ones. Um, So on that note then, um, most impactful book you have read? Oh my goodness. You're giving me some tricky questions today. I know. Uh, um, I would say the gift of imperfections, the gift of your imperfections, Brene Brown. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I would say, I mean, Brene Brown is no secret. It's been a major, major mentor of mine. So that's, I can completely relate. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, she helped me in that initial journey, right? Because we can get so stuck on Um, trying to live the life that we thought we were supposed to live or who we thought we were supposed to be. And uh, just that whole embracing who you are and, you know, not trying to become something that other people think you're supposed to become or the pressures that we put on ourselves. It just resonates with me. So I would say here. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So then that kind of leads obviously to the next question, which is, I think you've already said it, is that a mentor who has impacted your life the most? Um. Well, I'm going to embarrass you right now because I am going to say that you have been a huge help for me. I mean, you and I both know that you, as much as we knew each other for many, many years ago, when I was in my my rocky spot in my life in, in 2016 and I, I really didn't know where to turn, you were there. You had that initial workshop that I, that I um, stepped into in my rawness and in my vulnerability and uh, you have helped my journey. So, of course... There are mentors and there, of course, there are people that we aspire to learn from. Um, ultimately, it's helps, helpful when we have those real people that are in our lives that we can connect with. And uh, you have certainly been that for me. So I would say you, Marsha. <laughs> okay. So now just to collect myself, I'm going to say thank you so much. Um, the one thing, I mean, I'm super grateful for that and I'm grateful that our paths crossed when they did. 
And we've all been on journeys. And I mean, over the past uh, three years, as you refer to 2016, I mean, I was in my early stage and that was a little workshop that I ran with, I'm going to say eight people, maybe yeah, yeah, eight people and didn't really know exactly how it was going to go. It was two hours and I was just, I literally just went, this is what I want to do. I don't know what it's going to look like. And then it just keeps evolving and keeps evolving and keeps evolving. And I think it's just really allowing yourself to put yourself out there because sometimes you're just so surprised by who shows up. And you, do, you don't even realize, right? You just don't realize. And I know, I think back to that day and that event so many times, because I think if I would have gotten in my head about it not being perfect, not being professional, not being, I would have never done it. And it wouldn't have been a situation where our lives would have come back together again. And then, like, and then just all of a sudden you're seeing the ripples. So we wait so long for things to be a certain way. And it's just not necessary, right? It's not necessary at all. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately we are going to show up as we are meant to show up at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, let's be real here. Me attending that workshop was because I knew you and I trusted you in that moment. Mm -hmm. And if you wouldn't have hosted it and allowed yourself to show up who you were at the time, then my path might have taken a completely different direction. You know, um, I could have been led down the wrong road again. So, you know, I fully, fully agree with you. And as I continue to grow, I'm showing up in who I'm meant to be because we're growing, right? Like nobody's going to be the same today as we are in a year from now. So we just have to show up as we are. And that's who we want our friends and our followers to do the same, right? Absolutely. Absolutely love that. And that is something we're definitely going to dive in today. I want to know, last question, what lights you up the most? What lights me up the most, I would say being able to share energy and space and really meaningful discussion with women who are following their paths, you know, whether it be on a personal level, whether, whether it be on a, on a business level, just, just women who are showing up that are not stuck in the, what I call the frivolous things, the things that really don't have any depth to them, but the women who are willing to, to speak their truths and, um, and, you know, hold their hand out for another woman and, and bring them along. And I just love that energy. So I would say, you know, and of course, if it involves dancing on top of it and, you know, maybe a glass of wine in there too, then I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> totally on board. But I love, I love, I love that, you know, I'm just ready to move, ready to move forward and continue to move forward. So mm -hmm. that lights me up. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that. But which is also back to the importance of having fun, right? Showing up as ourselves, but allowing ourselves to just have fun and be around people that you can be yourself with, right? Be, be that person. Exactly. So you have recently rebranded yourself. I'd like to say rebranded, just retitled a little bit more about food freedom and mindset coach. Uh -huh. And I know that you have a background in eating psychology and we've made a reference to two and a half years ago when we connected at an event and you were just really starting your journey. So there's a lot of information there and it can start anywhere that you want in there, but can you take people through a turning point in your life and why was a turning point and what's, what's um, led you to be where you are today? Yeah. Uh, let me take a little bit of a um, back journey here so people can see where I've come from. Sure. So as much as I have a lot of experience, I've been working in the fitness industry for 27 years and that really became my identity. It was where my strengths were. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately though, um, I started on my first diet at the age of 12 years old. 
I essentially followed in my mother's footsteps and was feeling insecure about myself as a young girl and decided to, you know, get on a diet. And I essentially dieted from the age of 12 until I would say my 41st year. So that's a lot of years of dieting. And I mean, I did everything from, um, you know, different cleansing programs, different restriction diets. I had certainly a period of my time where I was uh, binging and purging in high school, over-exercising. I mean, this was my this was my quest to continue to try and find who I was supposed to be. And I thought my body was wrapped around that, especially being in the fitness industry. Unfortunately, though, what happens when we carry all these pressures, and of course, those pressures didn't just uh, remain in my body, they remained in uh, perfectionism, they remained in, uh, you know, me comparing myself to other people, and not just from a body standpoint, but just from, you know, being a mother, or, um, you know, being a friend, or how available I was for people, I just compared myself to people constantly. And I overextended myself, I had no boundaries, I said yes to everything, because I was trying to prove to the world that I was able to do it. And in 2016, um, I really came to a crashing halt where my mental health was suffering beyond um, beyond what I would ever want it to be. There were times where I was having suicidal thoughts. There were times where um, my chest pain would just, you know, I would be sitting on a couch with chest pain. My sleep habits were, were very much affecting me and I just, I couldn't carry it anymore. And I, I came to a point where I just, um, I was very, very emotional. I was, I was absent from my family. I was absent from my friends. I was pushing everything away from me on this quest to try and be my best. And it, it um, came to a screeching halt. And I left my job and uh, had to start myself over. And it was a very scary time in my life. But I, I found the school that I trained out of, which is the Institute for the Psychology of Eating out of Colorado. And I studied online through them and I essentially became my first client because I worked on healing myself and my relationship with, with food and body and limiting beliefs. Like I just dove into it all because, and, and essentially I, I really do feel I am a different person now than I was back in 2016 because I, um, what what lights me up, what, what I choose to value in my life has completely changed. I'm still very passionate about exercise and movement, but it's from a place of love for myself and not from a place of punishment. And so now I'm able to, I'm, I'm working as a coach and I, I have um, changed my title to uh, um, that position because, or that role because I wanted people to be able to find freedom in their food choices and not be locked up into the rules, not be locked up into the shoulds and the shouldn'ts that take us down that path of feeling like a failure and going from one diet to the next, binging and restricting and over-exercising and really just digging yourself deeper into that hole of who you are. So now I'm thankful to be working one-on-one uh, -on -one with my coaching, um, obviously progressing and taking that to a new level as I continue on this journey. And it's been so fulfilling because as I continue to help the women, and I'm working with women of all ages, even young girls I'm working with in their teens, and as, as, um, as sad as it is to hear the struggles that people are facing, it it is very real to me because it is who I was. 
And I think in this world that we're in now, it's only going to get tougher. So I use that as my, as my fuel to keep sharing my message and to keep working on myself as well. And I'm just loving the journey that I'm on. It's very, very fulfilling to know that I'm impacting people on the level that I am. And I'm just, I'm just getting started, Marcia. So I'm very going. <laughs> I, I know full well you are. I mean, I've watched your expansion the last, even the last six months to a year. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's huge growth. It's been huge growth. You said so many things. Thank you there so much for sharing. You said so many things that I kind of wanted to break apart. If mm -hmm. um, living, so when we talk about like at 12 years old, starting your first diet and doing that. Now for some of the listeners now, they might be listening going like, that seems crazy. But I mean, you and I grew up in around the same time. And I can say that was normal to watch our moms on a diet. It was Absolutely. normal. It was normal to watch um, family members, women on a diet. Um, aunts would get together. Everybody talked about weight. Everybody talked about what we were eating. What new pill were we taking for weight loss? Um, I just remember like Dexatrim being a normal part of the discussion. Weight Watchers, Dexatrim. And that was just the kind of conversations that happened. So if you're listening now and you think that seems crazy, I'm saying it was a norm. It was definitely a norm at that point in time. And I didn't, I remember being told that I was fat at a young age um, by some family members and saying, you know, that like, this is just not okay. You're not old enough. Like you're too old for this. You shouldn't be like this anymore. I'm like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what we're doing. Um, but I remember looking at it going like at that point, really dedicating and starting to exercise and watching and understanding a little bit more about food. And I swear some of that put me into the path of where I am now. Like it's, it was in my, in the healthcare field originally. And so I, first of all, I just want to say that that is something that was very much a norm, um, but it could go into a number of different ways, right? And it could uh -huh. go into the first time I came across a friend with an eating disorder, um, with binging and purging, I didn't understand it. I was like in high school and I couldn't understand why, why are you eating all the ice cream at once? Like, I just don't, I don't get that. But that was the norm for what she was doing. And she just, and so that was my first real experience of seeing that and seeing how um, much a part of identity the, that, can, that can become. And so I thank you so much for sharing that because I think that that is, um, it is part of the journey. It is part of your journey and part of the full journey for people to know that, you know, what we live through has made us who we are. Um, the one thing that, that really kind of caught me that I don't know if I've ever said that before is the fact that, you know, when you live with those kind of standards, you're almost living outside of yourself. You're always living outside of, you know, what is, where the approval's coming from, what the, um, what is the standard that I'm meeting? Am I not? So it's like all approval and thoughts about yourself comes from outside of yourself, mm -hmm. right? So somebody in that space, and I mean, we've all been there in some way, shape or form is there is no boundaries. There is no, like, cause you're not looking internally for anything. Right. So there, there's been a real shift for you in the last few years of taking those um, thoughts and focusing on what do I need first, like self-care and what do I need in order to function at my best. And your self-care game has changed a lot, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say my, well, I mean, I will, I said like my sleep habits, I just to paint a picture here for probably easily two years. I was waking up every 90 minutes. So do the math through the night. Like, I mean, some nights I didn't get to bed till after 11 and I was up at five in the morning. Um, and if you're waking up every 90 minutes in that small period of time, 
that's really what it was. And I mean, I also, and I haven't talked a lot about this, but I'm learning more about it. Like I was also eating, this is, this might seem crazy to your listeners, but I was eating in my sleep. So that is, that's what happens when we restrict um, the body when it's in its sleeping state will do what it can to get the, get the food that it wants. Mm-hmm. So I was like, not only was I not sleeping, but then I was eating in my sleep. So then of course you're not <laughs> really sleeping. And you know, now I look at my self care and my sleep and I would say my alone time is very much a part of a, a non-negotiable for me. I'm, I'm teased in my house and I'm a okay with it that I'm the first one that goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me to stay up late, you gotta be giving me something good for me to stay up late because my sleep is my, yeah. Like, you know, if you're asking me just to sit at a table and talk till one in the morning, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, but, um, my sleep is important to me because, and I sleep so soundly now, so deeply and I dream, which I never used to do. And they're good dreams. And, um, it's just, it's very restful. So that's a non-negotiable. And I would also say from a place of exercise, because again, the exercise was very obsessive mm-hmm. and it was very aggressive on my body because it was all about burning calories and making my body fitter and stronger and tighter. And that takes a lot of intensity. But now, you know, there are days where I don't exercise and that is okay. Uh, it could be because I have a lot on my plate that day and I don't have the time to get another workout in. Um, and that's, I'm okay with that now. I don't have to worry about skipping a day of exercise. I'm good with that. And some days it's, it's, you know, my body wants to go out for a walk. Some days my body wants to hit a hard class. Like it really, besides the fitness classes that I still teach, the rest of the days are up to me and they are governed by my energy on that day. Mm-hmm. But there's no rules and there's no schedules that need to be followed anymore. I'm, I'm in charge. I'm behind the wheel on that. So Okay. So first off, I love that part because I think that, I mean, years ago, again, in the fitness industry, it was like, put your schedule in the calendar of what you're doing for your workouts. You didn't skimp. It was like three days of weights and two days of cardio, three days of cardio, right? You do. It was just, that's how we used to do the workouts. And I mean, you were, were expected or a standard that you stick to that. And I think when you live like that, there's no intuitive listening to what your body needs, right? And I, I mean, I can say intuitive in the sense that like, I love people who know me now. I love CrossFit. You'd asked me five years ago to do it. There's not a chance in hell I was doing it. My, my body was so adrenally depleted. There was just no way it was happening. So I couldn't have physically done it if I wanted to. And back then it, my life involved walks and yoga because that's all I physically had. So I think that it's really interesting. We talk about that, you know, with yourself, with our clients is that being okay to listen to what you need and and honoring it that day but can you can you aim to move on a daily basis in some way shape or form and that movement might look different every single day i i fully fully agree and i mean both of us have the background that we know what fitness and movement and exercise whatever you want to call it we know the value for the body so i do come from that place but i come from the place that make sure that it's right for you Mm -hmm. and you're doing it for what's your why behind it. Mm -hmm. That's really what it it sums up to me is what's your why? Because if your why is about burning calories, I mean, I literally see people, you know, 
weighing themselves, getting back on machines. Like it's like, it's all about how light can I make my body? Well, we all know, I mean, you're just pushing your body further and further into the ground. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a nice way to look at it. And it, it sure gives people permission and more freedom to start because when, you know, following old programs where they were told that they had to do this, and they have to exercise on a fasted state first thing in the morning before their day. Like there's just too many rules, right? Like a lot of rules. Yeah. so many rules. So yeah. I want to make, I want to make freedom to move and freedom to take care of yourselves more accessible to people. Mm -hmm. And therefore we need to take the rules off of it. Okay. So that I think is very powerful because like the rules, who are the rules for, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like, we talk about different, there's a difference between rules and guidelines. You know, guidelines of what I want to do for my self-care this week, what my intentions are for self-care this week. Those are my own guidelines and intentions are different than rules. And I think that that's a really good play on words so people can understand the difference. Mm -hmm. You talked about like your clients, and I know you've been coaching one-on-one -on -one clients now. Can you see a theme of say the number like one or number one or two things that is pretty consistent in what people are struggling with when they're dealing with food freedom? with food freedom. So we're speaking now, I would, people are struggling with wanting to, like I have, I seem to attract a lot of, I seem to attract the, the younger version of me, the young mothers, yeah. the mothers with many children, you know, two, three children, four children under the age of 10 or 11, the moms are burnt out and the moms are very, very exhausted, but yet they so desperately want to lose weight yeah. and they so desperately want to be wearing the clothes that they feel attractive in. And the mindset is simply restrict calories, exercise more. And then of course they are, they are living in, in stress constantly. They're living in guilt. They're living in shame because they're trying to abide by these diets, but then life takes over, stress takes over. And then they, they can't keep up with the rules around, you know, not eating after this period of time, or you're not allowed to eat carbohydrates, like all the different rules that are out there and they can't do it. So then they feel like a failure. So what I'm, what I'm finding, and of course I'm very clear on who I want to work with. Good. Don't come to me if you are wanting me to put you on a diet or a meal plan. Right. Don't come to me wanting to tell you what to eat. I will educate you. I will teach you. I will help you look at your nutrition mm -hmm. so that you are able to make choices ongoing in the future. But understand that my goal of you losing weight is not my top priority. My goal for you is that you learn to take care of yourself because you are invested in yourself and you see your worth. And you're doing it for those reasons and not to try and, you know, make other people approve of who you are. That has to be the shift right there. And, and people are willing to just be willing. They have to trust. I always say you have to trust me and we have to look at the bigger picture behind this because what you've been doing for five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, it is not working anymore. No. So you know, if you want to keep doing what you're doing for the rest of your life, then that's your choice. But if you're willing to come and see me, you have to be willing to let me, let me lead you in a different direction. And we might have some, some bumps and some obstacles along the way, but you've got nothing to lose here, but willing to try and, and uh, another direction. 
Okay, so I also hear in there how clear you are on the boundaries of the kinds of clients that you're working with and who you are taking on. And that's gold. A lot of coaches don't do that. A lot of coaches are just like, sure, money, take, cohort, like client, and they just, it just take. And, you know, we all know it's an energy exchange. So if you aren't clear on what kind of clients you want to work with or who you can help, and it is somebody that doesn't technically want the help, but wants to get to a certain point on a scale, and it takes energy from you, then you don't have the best to give next. So that's one thing I definitely have seen change in you over the last couple of years is how you have taken those boundaries and said, no, these are mine. Like these are mine and I own them. And I love that. I think we need more and more women to be okay with standing up and accepting what those boundaries are. Well, yeah. And I mean, let's, as you said, this is my energy. So mm -hmm. if I start directing my energy back into somebody who is all about weight loss and, you know, um, living these tight boundaries that don't really suit them, then it's taking me backwards. I'm not looking to go backwards, Marsha. I'm looking no. to go forwards. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm looking to find the women in the world who want to come with me mm -hmm. on this journey. So, you know, whatever I'm taking in is becoming a part of my energy. So I really be, I'm very, very conscious of what I allow to come into my life both professionally and also personally, because I, in my own life, I don't want to go backwards. I mean, no. there's a lot of years of dieting in this brain and this brain wants to go back to the old way, but well, I'm not letting it. <laughs> no, no. And it's, the, our body is funny. I mean, I say this with clients all the time. Our body is, but our brain is like the, the motherboard, right? It goes back to what it knows. It wants to go back to what it knows. It doesn't matter if it's right. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it's wrong. It doesn't matter if it's detrimental to us. It doesn't matter like any of that doesn't matter. It wants to go back to what it knows. And so if you give it that space, it'll go back there in a heartbeat. And that's where sometimes we can easily fall back into those, into those um, traps, which I think is so important to why. So food freedom is so important, but we've added, you've added mindset coach. And right. Yeah. That's where this is perfect timing comes in is the fact that, you know, a lot of people say mindset coach, but I think it's, I would tell us a little bit about what you see and how that fits in with food freedom and why that makes such a big difference with your clients. Sure. I mean, to me, mindset is knowing that whatever decision you make each day, each moment in time, you're able to learn from it and you're able to move yourself forward. We are, we, we get caught up in self-sabotage all the time, especially with all or nothing principles. And we we have the ability to change our thoughts in the moment. Our thoughts will come. Like I'm, I'm very clear with people that you will still have moments in time where you're going to struggle with accepting your body. You know, we're in the season coming into springtime. We're going to be buying new clothes. You're going to have moments where, you know, you might be not feeling at your best. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But my goal is to help people learn the tools, teach them the strategies so that they don't they're able to accept themselves in that moment and learn from it and be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. it, we really have to, to look at that bigger picture so that we keep, we keep moving forward and not moving backwards. We might even stay still for a little while, mm -hmm. right? We, okay. we, we very well might be because it's all a part of the process. We don't know what our future looks like. No. And so I want people to know that you, you might be afraid. And I mean, people are sometimes afraid very often afraid to let go of 
counting calories, counting macros, weighing themselves every day. No, right. It's what it's they what know. They know. It's not right or wrong. It doesn't, it's just what they know. So they're afraid to let go of what happens next. Like mm-hmm. what happens next if I do. Mm-hmm. And all I, and, uh, and this is, again, this is where I meet them that I'm just willing to, to walk with them and nudge them along and, and see what they're willing to try. Because if I ask too much of them too quickly, they very well might take, um, you know, they may not show back up again. Mm-hmm. And so I need to just, you know, walk along with them and, and try and move them forward and let them trust in themselves and really be clear each day with where, how they're feeling. How is this feeling for you? Are you feeling more freedom? Are you feeling less stress? Are you sleeping better? Like where are the changes happening in yourself? Because that's, that's the power right there. I want people to be able to listen and tune into their own intuition and tune into their own thoughts and um, use those to guide, you know, those next decisions in their life. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that that's, that's so important with understanding that mindset piece So knowing how important mindset work is for you and your self-care habits, what are, um, share with people, maybe one of your top like two, three things that you do on a regular basis to help you to keep your mindset in a good, healthy position. So we talked about sleep and being important. Is there any other things that you do on a consistent basis that help you to stay in a good mindset space? Yeah, for sure. I would say, especially because I still am a high achiever, I still want to do well. Yeah. My my normal level of work ethic is probably sometimes much higher than somebody else's. I'm so glad and, you said that because I was about to correct you if you didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, um, I'm very much in tune with knowing that I'm not a superwoman. And when I start to get you know, you just feel it inside. You start to maybe get a little bit more irritable. You start to feel more stressed. I might start to get a little bit more, you know, sharp with my children, those types of things. Mm -hmm. It just tells me that my energy is being pulled. I would say also with one-on-one clients, I I have learned very quickly that there is so much one-on-one work that I'm able to do Mm -hmm. because I'm very committed and dedicated to giving my time to um, the women that I'm working with but recognizing that I'm taking in their energy as well. So very mindful of, of my boundaries there with that. And I would say, I would also say that I'm very much aware of my energy and you and I have talked about this before. So knowing who I want to spend my time with, Mm -hmm. knowing who I want to help. Mm -hmm. And so of course I'm, I'm a, still healing people pleaser. (laughs) Um, I still want to help people and I'm learning that I can still help people, but there has to still be boundaries around that too. So I I really look at who I'm able to help and recognizing, you know, who I can say no to or who I can say can't help you today, but please feel free to ask again in the future. So being really respectful of my energy and knowing um, who I want to uh, spend my time with, because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it's how we use them and mm-hmm. it's who we choose to, to have in our life that will either move us forward in our life or potentially take us backwards. So mm-hmm. I'm very protective of that time as well. That's good. That is really, really good. I think that a lot of women could benefit from that lesson alone is the fact of choosing who they spend that time with and understanding that everything we do is energy is related to energy. So if the energy is really, really off, then I mean, I can work my butt off, but if the energy is not there, it's not there. And some people are not in a space 
where they are ready for change. They just want to be heard. And there's nothing wrong with that because I was there. I'm not, there's no criticism whatsoever. I was there for a long time. I just wanted to be heard, almost validated that this is a problem or this is where I'm stuck. Um, I knew that I didn't have the answers because if I had the answers, I wouldn't have been in the same situation anymore. So it's a case that we just, we do get in that space, but it's, it's okay to meet people where they're at. Right. And you're going to get some people who are instantly saying, no, like I want to change. Let's do this. Like let's, I'm ready and doing this. And those clients are just gold to work with, right? Because they are, they are putting their head down and doing the work because they know they want to create something different. So their energy, yes, validating energy and understanding that we just still meet everyone where they're at. Absolutely. And I mean, just going back to the weight loss, I do want to be clear that I recognize that some people do want to lose weight for their health. So I'm 100% on board with that. I think it's just we have to look at the energy and the, and the how we're, we're doing it that, yeah. um, and the why we're doing it. You know, that makes the difference. So I just want – I just uh, – you know, that's why I'm very clear on my energy around that and who I work with, because I have to know their why. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I think that that's very good. And I, like I had um, somebody, uh, somebody reached out to me last week and I, you know, I still work with clients who asked me specifically, like, what do I do to get rid of my middle section? Which exercise? And I was like, wow, it's been years since I've been asked that. I just didn't like, it's just not, there's not one exercise that you do that's going to come down to nutrition there's a lot of things that are involved and that's really not my area that's pretty much what my answer was and it was like no but what one what one exercise is going to fix it and i'm like yeah that is such a multi-dimensional question you're asking right now that i can't give you an answer it's not it's not an answer there's a lot that's involved are you eating regularly no i'm like okay so this i'm just gonna go you know it's 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 some people and i think i want you if you're hearing this and you think oh can she just describe me is the fact that it's okay. Like, don't don't beat yourself up. It's the fact that recognizing that sometimes we hold on to patterns for our whole life that don't work. They just don't work. But we again going back to it's what our brain knows. But we hold on to it, hoping that it's going to work the next time, and it just isn't working, and it's not serving us. And sometimes we have to be willing to just let something go, and be open to to looking or listening to something else. But that doesn't have to involve all the newest trends of diets that are out there which I mean, I, I am in this field. I've been in this field for 30 years. I'm overwhelmed. So I can't even fathom for some people who are trying to look for answers to make improvements, what it must be like for them. Because I open up Facebook and I've got everything. I'm not picking on any diets, but I've got everything right from, you know, I mean, macros and, and carbs and, and what's a carb. I don't, some people don't even know what a carb is to like, it's just, it's overwhelming. So I'm sure people are just overwhelmed with where to even start. Yeah. And I mean, if I look at myself, because I started dieting at 12, every single one of my nutritional choices for 29 plus years or however many years it is, were all governed for weight loss or keeping my body small. Wow. Like that's what the choices were behind it. There was not just eating for nutrition. Of course, being in this industry, I, I knew nutrition was important for my energy, but let's, I'm going to be real that it was always about keeping my body yeah. smaller or trying to lose weight. And that's why I'm very invested in teaching people to tune back into themselves. We, 
we have lost that. You know, as a, as children, as babies, we know how to eat intuitively. We recognize our hunger cues, we recognize our fullness cues, and we're able to listen to those. But because of different things that have been said to us when we were children, because of different things that we saw people doing in the media, um, you know, in our circle, we started to not trust ourselves anymore, and we started to follow the rules of all these diets that are out there. Mm. And we have to, we owe it to ourselves to come back into ourselves because. And I mean, there are some, and I'm using the word diet because that's just simply a word, a way to eat. There are some diets that do suit us right now. Some people are very happy on plant-based diets. That suits them if they feel very good on it. That's not to say that in two years from now, that's going to be what their body needs. And we have to be willing to trust ourselves and recognize that our needs will change mm -hmm. and that, you know, we don't have to... We don't have to follow the rules. We are able to say, okay, this might be letting me lose weight, but ultimately I'm starting to lose my hair. And so that could be a problem. Yeah. Okay, I might be keeping my body smaller, but I'm losing my hair. Like there, there's a sign there that we have to, we have to tune into that message. That is really good. And I, I can actually, um, there's two people, I can just even think right now off the top of my head off of Instagram that I know one I've heard speak personally, um, very, very strong vegan activists who uh -huh. actually stopped being vegan and the, uh. the thrashing that they took for that decision. Um, it was embarrassing actually from uh. humanity's perspective it was embarrassing, but both of them said that they made that decision at the time and felt really good about being vegan. They wanted to do it. And then all of a sudden for themselves, they were struggling with some real personal health issues. Yep and decided to listen to what their body was needing and it was craving certain things. Uh -huh. So they made some changes. So it's just a really watching how, wow, we're even like identifying if a person's a good person or not based on whether yeah. they're vegan. Like it's, we just can't, it's, yeah, it's this identity of what we have created. So I just made me think of that because I yeah. it's embarrassing to watch how much they were like crucified on social media for not well, being vegan anymore. And that's, that's the whole part is not only are they receiving pressure from society, they're probably struggling themselves because of their, their dedication to, to our earth. And so you don't think it's enough stress on them to be, to want to, mm. you know, but we really, in the end, you can be having all the most wonderful values in the world. But if you are sick, if you are struggling, if you yeah. are weak, you need to tune into that because mm. you can't do anything with your life if you don't have the energy to move from that. No, so, no, you know. I absolutely love know that you share that. Um, I wanted to say one thing that I think is really important to say is that um, going back to something you said earlier is learning how to heal ourselves first. And a lot of people come to me and say, like, I want to be a life coach. I want to share and I want to do my story and I want to do this and I want to do that, which is awesome. But if you don't heal yourself first, uh -huh. you can't, and in A, that's A, and B, you can only speak and coach on something you've lived. Like you mm -hmm. just can't, you just can't jump in and say, I want a life coach. And then, and I'm just going to tell everybody how to do this. And that's just not how it works. And I think that's something that you have done not only very, I think very well, but I think you've been very transparent about the journey and the struggles. And that's something that I've always admired is the fact that you're very honest so people can relate and go, Oh, it doesn't have to be smooth, pretty and easy. The whole thing, right? It's not, it, it's, it's not always straightforward and, and easy. So, I mean, you have gone through that process, I believe of really working to heal yourself and then still being transparent enough to go, yep, still work in progress, still work in progress, still learning. We're all here, still learning. We all don't have it figured out. We're just willing to put ourselves in that position 
to try to figure it out. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I mean, you're right. I, I still am healing and I still am growing. I, I just posted there on the weekend that um, I haven't worn my wedding ring, right? I haven't worn my wedding ring probably for, I was trying to think back because it's been so long. I think probably a good five, six, seven years. I haven't worn my wedding ring. And it, all, it started out just because it wasn't working with my fitness lifestyle. Um, but then it became, it didn't fit anymore. I was very, very lean on my wedding day. And yeah. obviously that was, I, that was 17 years ago, almost 17 years ago that I got married and my body's changed. So, but yet I still hung on, I hung on to, you know, here I've got this beautiful ring, Marsha, like yeah. gorgeous ring. Yeah. Sitting in my jewelry box because I don't want to face the fact that I might not ever get down to that weight. So I'd rather just hold it in there. But I went out and got it resized, as I said. And and now I'm wearing this beautiful wedding ring. I'm able to, I mean, I was still wearing a ring on my finger, but this was much prettier. And, <laughs> and you know, I, this is this is beyond the ring. Like it, the Absolutely. ring is just, yeah, this is yeah. this is me again, stepping into who I am, accepting who I am. And, you know, it got a lot of um, attention and people are loving the story behind it. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still having moments. I'm still learning to accept my changing body, but all I can go on is my level of mental health and my level of happiness and the depth of who I am and my purpose in the world has changed. And I'm a much, much happier person. And, and to be honest with you, I'm, I feel that I have a lot more value in people's lives than I did before. And that's that's what it's about for me hard it's funny like we think about that as a people pleaser back then Mm. so hard to be the yes person take care of everyone else now you're taking care of yourself first and really putting that priority there you're in much more um calmer state of who you are and accepting of who you are and actually making an even bigger difference in people's lives so it's pretty it's pretty ironic right how it works we put ourselves first yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think we often think to get further ahead to achieve our goals, we have to work harder. We yes. have to work longer. We have to work faster. I have done the complete opposite. I have slowed mm-hmm. myself down at a, at a, like a huge level. Again, like when I made that shift, I actually felt very lazy and I had to, to really change my thoughts because I thought that I was checking out of my life. I thought that I wasn't doing my best mm-hmm. because it was such a completely different level of speed and effort that I was putting in. Right. But, but it, this, this is what I'm able to do long-term. I couldn't live the way I was living before no. long-term. So no. yeah, we can see things differently too, when we're moving slower, like we're That's able to really good point. Yeah. Really, really good point. I almost see you as living even more. I mean, obviously more, but in alignment, like when we talk about living in alignment, like this is, which will lead us to the next topic, but see you living into an alignment now so much so that it's just, and it's just this calmness and peace that it's like, yeah, I, I, you know exactly which direction you're going and where you're going now. And I do and I don't, you know what I mean? Like I know where I'm going, but yet I don't know where I'm going. And I just keep you know, trusting. Um, I have huge faith in that I'm going to go in the direction I'm meant to go. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look the way it's supposed to look. And I don't even know, but I, I'm, I'm trusting in this bigger picture. And it, again, like, it's such a, I'm such a different person than I was before. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about thoughts, I mean, 
I still have thoughts in my head when people see me from the fitness industry mm -hmm. and they might look at me and I think, oh, they're probably like Kim's gained weight. And so I'm prepared. Like if somebody ever says something, I'm prepared for that because I have gained weight and I'm not the same, you know, I'm, my values have changed. And so people will see a different person I now think, than before. I think that that's actually a very valid point is, is that they do see a different person. And, um, I think, you know, we, we kind of go through, we have to watch the story that has been on repeat in our head for a long time. And as somebody said to me a few weeks ago at CrossFit, they were asking me how old I was. And I mean, most of the girls I work with, work out with, I have a couple who are in their thirties, but the rest are like 25 and under. And the one made a comment and asked, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be turning 49 very soon. She's like, what? what? That's older than my mom. <laughs> instantly, right? Like, so instantly I go into a story. It's funny. There's a, there's a point to this, but I go into this story of thinking, like she's thinking, how ridiculous is this, that she's here because she's older than my mom. My first instinct was that story. And it wasn't, I was so wrong. Her words were like, God, I hope I'm doing this when I'm 80. I just love that. Like, you see how we go into this story and we think that like they are, oh my God, they're thinking this, they're thinking this. And those are some of our thoughts that we, it's easy to fall back into. And meanwhile, was all the complete opposite. Like I, I was wrong. I was wrong. And even if they were thinking that and they'd said something, I'm at a different point in life, but I'd be like, whatever. Um, <laughs> so it's just, that's taken a long time to do, but we changed that story, right? We changed that story of, of what, and I know that if people, you've been in the fitness industry for a long time regardless of size you are definitely it that's not even the point like you have such an energy and calmness to you now and it is something that people certainly attract like you can definitely know that people are attracted to that and they can recognize it yeah i and i i i fully agree and i mean in the end this feels real i'm literally learning i'm literally learning to get to know myself again oh see now isn't that now <laughs> else could be like think about this right we i just love that and i think that if you are listening to this and you're thinking okay so do you see that it's not we're not talking diets we're not talking scales we're not talking numbers what kim does with food freedom and mindset coach is helping you to get back to your big like back to yourself like back to stripping away all the stories all the things the rules that you've been telling yourself for the longest time or you've accepted from someone else and getting back to who you are at the core and that is where you find your happiness. That is where you find your joy. That is why you find your peace. Like it's all in, in being just you, not the stories of everything else that you think you're being told you have to be. Right. And I mean, as much as I'm doing my work through food, it's not about the food. No. I'm wanting people to go deeper to what the food means for them or what they think the body is supposed to do for them. I want them to start, I mean, you know, and to be honest with you, I never was a dreamer. I was never a creative person because I made all of my choices based on what other people were telling me to do or what I thought I was supposed to do. And so we have to, we have to navigate that. And I'm navigating that every day because I'm getting to know, well, what are the things that I actually, I want to do? What are the things that make me happy? And, you know, sometimes I feel quite, I don't want to say rude, but like, literally, if I don't want to go do that, I'm not going to go do it because, you know, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, and it's hard too, because, you know, with the level of self care with a lot of the moms and you and I talked about this, like we are trying to be good moms. We are told to be good moms. We're told to be there for our children, 
but we are losing ourselves in the end. Mm -hmm. And women's kids are growing up and going away to school and they've disconnected from their partners, they've disconnected from themselves. And, and really like that's the be all and end all is we have to get to know ourselves again and learn how to love ourselves again and do things yeah. for us. Absolutely. So, as much as I'm navigating the food, I'm also navigating, I'm really about deeper purpose and in, in doing things that light you up, doing things that fulfill you and help you give back to this world. Because, it, you know, a lot of the time we don't have those things in our lives. So then the food is stepping in to help us feel happier at the time or help us surf these emotions that we're feeling. Whereby if we actually knew the things that recharged us, regenerated us, gave love back to ourselves, we could go to those things instead yeah. of just simply going to a chocolate bar or a bowl of ice cream or whatever it is you choose to do. Um, I guess the other thing is, is just knowing that our emotions will ride and our emotions are like waves and they will come in and they will come out. But when we trust ourselves and we learn to tune into our own needs and, and be willing to say, honey, I need a hug. Um, mm -hmm. I need some time away. I, I need to just have like, I need some space. We have to be able to, to, speak up and ask for the things that we need in our lives that so that we are feeling like we're being fed on that level. Okay. I love that. So that's, I mean, that's such a great point for everybody is really honoring what you need and honoring like you, because you're important, like you, you are very important and honoring and listening to what you need and following through on that. So I think that is awesome. Um, you are, I know that you, you're doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. And I know that you're stepping into some, other areas as well of coaching. Um, I know you speak, you have been, I think I watched you the first time about a year ago, year and a half ago, make it right. Well, Mondays in Kitchener. Well, not that you're very first time, but like, cause you've been um, group teaching for a long time. And so I've watched you evolve speaking wise and you've been very much involved in my event in the Inspired Life Project. And this time we were talking about alignment. So you will definitely be speaking in some way, shape there. And you, so you're expanding in speaking and expanding from your one-on-one -on -one coaching. Just tell us kind of what's next for you, like what you see happening next. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I mean, ultimately if I want to continue to inspire women and help reach them and help them move forward in their own lives. And then of course, you know, inspire another woman. I want to be able to work with people on different levels. One-on-one, -on -one, it's going to take me forever. Exactly. <laughs> and, and let's be real here, being able to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, that is a privilege that some people are not able to have. Right. And so, you know, I've had a lot of feedback on that um, to be able to, you know, work with groups of people instead of just one-on-one. -on -one. So I am excited to be taking my one-on-one -on -one to the level of group. And of course, with my background in fitness, we know that that will transfer so easily. Easy. I'm excited to bring that community of women together. Awesome. And, and um, you know, the speaking has really fed me on another level. Mm -hmm. I, I love, <laughs> I love being on a stage that there's no surprise there. I do enjoy being on a stage and sharing my energy. And so now I'm able to take it with this, this larger message and, um, you know, inspiring people. And, you know, I can inspire somebody who doesn't have any struggles with weight, but just getting a woman to realize that they matter. And so I'm, you know, if, if I want to think big, big, huge goals, you know, I want to think big. I want to think about having a room of 100, 200, 300 women and, you know, bringing able to collaborate with other women to, to use our gifts and to collaborate and to share each other's power and influence in this world so we can move women forward. That's really what I'm about. Yeah. And I really want to, I, I, I'm so excited too, because I really, you know, I'd love to be able to do some mother daughter stuff. I'm putting that out there right now too, because yeah. 
you know, we need to have those connections um, with our children so that we can change the shift of the future. If I don't, if I'm not able to work with the mother, well, then maybe I'm able to work with the daughter and inspire her. Uh, it's all, it's going to all unfold as it's, as it's meant to, but the group coaching is definitely uh, starting um, later this month. I'm excited to do that and uh, it will, um, it's going to grow. I see it growing. So yeah, I, I have no doubt. And I'm so thrilled to see you take this process to, to go into the group coaching. I really, really am. I think it's great because I think it's using your skill set to work with larger groups of women. But plus, I also know, I mean, we both know deep down that when you can put women together and they can collaborate together, like we can grow even faster. Like it's just, mm -hmm. we just do. So I think it's taking people and away from being alone, dealing with their, with where they are in their headspace and putting them together and realizing they're not even close to being alone. Right. Not even close. No. And, you know, I think that's the thing. We do think we're alone. We do oh. hide. We we do eat when we're in secrecy. No. I mean, I hear this often, you know, no, but I and it's funny because as much as I want people to take that that food out onto the kitchen table and let's stop hiding it Absolutely. and hiding in our bedroom. It's interesting, though, because then they're like, well, but it's not going to do the same thing for me. See, we're we're putting we're putting um. We're, we're giving food power that it shouldn't have. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, it's exciting. And I, and I just, I'm, what I love is when women I'm working with are now sharing it with other women and mm -hmm. I'm seeing them posting things on their page that are still embracing the same message that I'm sharing. And this is how this ripple effect moves forward. And, uh, you know, you know, even meeting other women in the industry that are doing the same work that I'm doing you know, some people would see that as, uh, oh my gosh, you know, they're my competition. Well, no, they're not our competition. We need to collaborate and do this stuff together and, you know, use our gifts and use our passions and, and just be louder. We need to be louder because we know that diet culture is out there and we know that oh, we have to, we, yeah, powerful. we like diet culture yeah. is powerful. Like look at yeah. turn on the TV, turn on Facebook, like turn on, like it's diet culture is very, very powerful. So I love how you're talking about connecting and collaborate with people who are right in the exact same field because good, your voices need to be louder because it is loud. The diet culture is very loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're getting diet culture is very sneaky now too, because oh. everything's coming in as like a wellness diet, if you will. So, you know, Oh, this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle. Well, no, if it's still telling you that you have to count points, if it's still telling you that you're not allowed to eat um, before 11 o'clock in the morning because you're giving your digestive system a break, if that is a, um, a way of eating that is against what your body intuitively needs, it is a diet. So if you're doing something that you're not able to sustain for a long period of time, it is a diet. And so that's, I guess that's the other thing I would like your listeners to think about is, yes, something can still be formed as a, a wellness um, lifestyle choice if it's still against what you see you living as for a long period of time like like if you want to live without you know um ice cream if you want to live without cake that's fine if you want but if you want to have those things well then you have to find a way to put them back into your life mm -hmm. and there's room for all of these different foods mm -hmm. there absolutely is room for them without it being a punishment or a reward Absolutely. Right? Being one or the other. And I think that's, I do not know how many clients I've seen over the years. They're like, I did this, I did this, I finished this race, I did this. And then they just eat like 3000 calories mm -hmm. because I, I earned it. And I'm like, no, it's not really what's like, it's just a different mindset, right? A different way of looking at it. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, again, we, we, we do have to take the power off of our bodies. I always say that if we can't learn to accept our bodies where they are now and note that I said, accept and not necessarily love, but if you can at least accept where you are right now, then you can work on healing the relationship with food. But if you're still trying to change your body and try to heal your relationship with food at the same time, it's going to be pretty challenging. They don't always go hand in hand. Um, I've learned to accept myself. I've learned to Hmm. recognize that, you know, this is all part of it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's all part of it. I love that. Um, so you have this group program starting towards the end of April. Where can people reach you, connect with you, find you, learn more? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously very active through my social media platforms and I'm sure we'll have access to those, but I'll just say them on the call as well. So Facebook, I'm under Kim Basler, food freedom and mindset coach. Mm -hmm. And then under Instagram, it's Kim Basler underscore food freedom. My website is Kim and my email is kim at kimbasler.com. I've just given you everything. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's lots of ways to reach you. It's all good. So many, so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So people will know how to connect with you. Um, two quick questions before we finish. What message would you go back and tell your younger self? You can pick any age. Doesn't matter. And just if there's a message that sticks out. Uh, again, I would go back to my younger self and just tell her that she's absolutely perfect the way she is. Mm-hmm. I would ask her to listen to her own intuition, listen to her own choices mm-hmm. um, or the things that her heart is telling her rather than doing things to please others. Mm, that is so, so that's what I would go back and tell her. And I'd have to tell her that at a very, very young age, because I'm pretty sure she started doing that already back when she was five or six years old. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. no, no, it's very, I mean, we, we look back at those stories and the traits that we have and we've carried them for a long time. It wasn't just like just 12 or 13. We've carried them for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. What lesson in your life are you most grateful for? I would say the lesson I'm most grateful for is, is recognizing that, you know, I don't have to follow on the same path that I was making that shift in my life and leaving my job and financially, you know, dropping everything to rediscover who I was, was a very scary part of my life. Cause I didn't know what it was going to look like on the other side, oh, but I'm so, I'm so grateful for that decision that I made that choice that I made at the time, because it's gotten to me, it's, it's taken me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a much like that decision for my children to see because my children, you know, were 14 and 12, I believe at the time or somewhere around that age. So they, they saw it. And I believe that that is going to give them, that inner knowing in the future in their life that they make their own choices. Mm-hmm. They have to do things for themselves because in the end we have to, we have to be happy with who we are. How, how perfect is that statement on its own? Like we, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have to make our own decisions for ourselves and make our own choices in our life. Like all of us do. And, you know, sometimes we feel super stuck and we feel that we can't, we can't find our way back to happiness, find our way back to here, but we always have a choice. And, 
you know, each decision that we make next either takes us closer to or further away from where we want to go. And it's not about beating ourselves up. It's just knowing that it takes me this way or that way. That's just, it's just that simple. And sometimes, yeah, we don't make every single decision that takes us forward, but we want to take more that take us forward than back so that we can keep going in that direction. So, and just learn, like learn along the way. Mm -hmm. If you slip, if you fall, it's all part of the journey. But as long as we pick ourselves back up, yes, figure out why we fell. Yes. And then use that, put that, put that in your bag as a tool for the future. Mm -hmm. Then we will move forward because nobody's, we're not here to say that it's going to be easy. Both you and Marsha, Marsha and I, like we both, we've also had our challenges and we still have our challenges. Yes. Both of us do. And we are not here to say that it's easy, but we are here to say that you are worth these decisions. You are worth the effort that you're investing in yourself. Okay. And on that, that is a beautiful message to say to everyone at the end. Thank you so much. I am um, super, super grateful for you and love, love, love watching your journey firsthand and how much you have changed. And for anybody who is listening, um, I really encourage you to connect with Kim because I've watched her mindset work personally and she has healed and learned for herself, which is why she's such a great coach. So if you're looking for a group program that will be run by a kick-ass coach, I can call that. It's my podcast. I can say what I want. Um, <laughs> I encourage you to connect with Kim because honestly, um, it will you will love it. It'll be a great program. I should say too, because we never talked about it, this is available for anybody because it will be video based. It will be uh, taking place on Zoom. So it's, it's, yeah, the group coaching is available for anybody. So, I mean, I have a lot of people that, you know, follow me from around the world and I work with people around the world. So, you know, just know that that's not a barrier to you that, you know, can hold you back here. I can, I can work with anyone. There is, I think this is the thing too, right? There's access to learning everywhere, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. So once you find somebody that resonates with you and whose message resonates with you, I mean, you can definitely get involved in this. So if this speaks to you, I encourage you to reach out to Kim. We will, um, once this goes up, if you have any questions, her contact information will be in there as well. And I am just so grateful to have you here today, Kim. Thank you so much. I thank you. So thank you for all this time and thank you for all that you do. For me, for everyone else, Marsha, you're you're a gift to this world, I tell you. Massive love to you, seriously. I'm telling you, if you are listening and think, oh, it must be nice because they have good, you know, good friends, all those things. I'm telling you, when I say I completely reinvented my inner circle over the last couple of years, I did. 100% I did. And it was worth it. 1000% worth it. So it is possible to change your life and it is possible to make those changes. Sometimes you have to look back over the last year and go, wow, I have come a long ways. I didn't realize that. And then all of a sudden, two years, compounds in three years, and you see some of those changes. It's work, but staying stuck, doing nothing is also work too. So mm-hmm. that's how I, that's how I like to clarify it. So I love it again. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure. Um, I am so happy that everybody joined us today. If this message speaks to you and you would like to pass it on, please do and share it and send it on to somebody else who might need that little pick me up today. But for another episode coming up, thank you so much for joining Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. Have a great day. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.